Welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. We'll sit down with our Hill team to discuss the latest legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone, and we're excited you're here. Hi, I'd like to welcome Allie Versprill, Bloomberg Tax Hill reporter. Thanks for joining me today, Allie. Thanks for having me. Allie, a lot happened in December. I wonder if you could just recap where some important tax legislation stands, what passed, what still is outstanding, and what we can expect in the coming weeks. So there were several items on Congress's sort of lame duck duck agenda regarding taxes. The House was able to pass its lame duck tax bill that included some fixes to the 2017 tax law. It would have renewed two expiring tax breaks that we know as extenders. It also included some disaster tax relief and a measure to retool the IRS. So like I said, the House was able to pass that before leaving for the holidays. The Senate, you know, hasn't taken that up. And today, January 2nd is the last day of the current session and it's There's no talk of really taking those up right now, especially because we're still in a partial government shutdown that began December 22nd. And that's really taking the focus here and trying to find some agreement over funding for the president's border wall. So those are expected to push into next year and will be on the plates of the new Congress when they, you know, when that begins uh, tomorrow, which is January 3rd. Speaking of the shutdown, the IRS currently is operating with minimal staff. They had a contingency plan for 2018. What does the IRS IRS say about their plans going forward now that we're in a new calendar year? So that's correct. So in 2019, they had a contingency plan, which basically had them operating uh, with 12.5% of their total staff. You know, that limits what they were able to, you know, what they're able to do on a day-to-day basis. But that plan did specify that they would continue certain activities implementing the 2017 tax law. And indeed, uh, we did see some guidance come out related to that. There was a piece of guidance related to the state and local tax deduction. There was another piece of guidance that was related to a new excise tax imposed on nonprofit who have highly compensated employees. So we saw some guidance coming out with the new calendar year, as you said, they're going to need to release a new contingency plan. And that's expected to focus on the upcoming filing season and to have some plans in place, you know, if this if this shutdown does start to really extend into the 2019 uh, year. I want to circle back to some of the legislation that's outstanding from the end of 2018. There is some common ground on some of those bills. I wonder if you could remind us what bills we we might see taken up more quickly because of that bipartisan support. So the the one measure in there that really has a lot of bipartisan support and was the negotiations on it had pretty much been wrapped up is that measure to retool the IRS, rework some of the functions there. And that had agreement really from both chambers and Democrats and Republicans. So that's something that we could potentially see move pretty quickly. There also seems to be interest on both sides of the aisle in renewing some of those expiring tax breaks, those extenders. The incoming Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley is a big proponent of the biodiesel tax credit. So, you know, maybe we see some action there. That's especially important because a lot of those had expired for the 2018 year. And so they would need to be renewed retroactively for the upcoming filing season so that people could reflect that in their tax returns.
returns. So potentially some action there. I know disaster tax relief has bipartisan support. There's a little bit of a disagreement on how to proceed with that, whether or not you're picking and choosing particular disasters or you have some sort of blanket relief. So maybe we see some more discussions there. So those are some of the areas. There's also this recognition. Now we have Democrats controlling the House, Republicans controlling the Senate. I think there's some some recognition even on by the House Democrats that there need to be some of these fixes to the 2017 tax law. The incoming House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal has said that you know he wants to hold some hearings on the tax law, see what's working, see what needs to be addressed, and then maybe move forward with some of those changes. So maybe not something that we see happen immediately, but at least with the most pressing issues, uh, maybe those can get addressed at some point. You also mentioned that the Democrat, the incoming Democratic leadership is planning to make some changes to House rules. Would any of those changes affect tax policy or tax legislation? So the House Democratic leadership has proposed uh, some changes to rules. It does include uh, two tax-related changes. One would end requirements for the Congressional Budget Office and the Joint Committee on Taxation to provide dynamic scoring for major legislation. So this is a type of scoring that takes into account macroeconomic effects. And so that's been required by Republicans, and it's something that Democrats would get rid of. The proposed legislation would, or the proposed package would also change or repeal this three-fifths supermajority requirement for a vote on legislation to raise revenue through federal income taxes. So that is, both of these are in the broader package itself is expected to get a vote January 3rd. What other tax policy or legislation topics might we see discussed? Are there, is there anything we can expect from either the Republicans or the Democrats in the next two years? So as I mentioned, the new Congress will, you know, pretty quickly may have to take up some of these lame duck issues that weren't addressed. One thing I didn't mention, and to your earlier question, was that the lame duck package passed by the House did include measures to expand retirement savings for taxpayers. I know that's a priority for the incoming Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal, and he has said he wants to to address that pretty quickly. There's also been some consensus between Democrats, Republicans, the Senate House president on trying to do something on infrastructure. The real difficulty there is that while people agree that there needs to be something done to better our roads and bridges, et cetera, there's not always agreement on how to pay for these changes. So that's something that they're going to have to kind of resolve going forward. But we may see some movement there. Are there other areas where Democrats and the president might agree on other common goals that they might be able to pass legislation? The president has also talked about this middle class tax relief. He mentioned specifically a 10 percent tax cut for the middle class. That's something that I think Democrats could get on board with. So maybe we see some sort of action there. And whether that's really just a flat kind of 10 percent tax cut or there is other relief provided elsewhere that sort of comes around to this 10% number. That remains to be seen. The Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin did say recently that there are some other priorities that will take precedence over that that middle class tax relief. Uh, Specifically, he mentioned needing to get these fixes to the 2017 tax law done. It's unclear where that stands kind of on the priority list, but that's something where you may see some agreement. I think one other thing to mention is before we get to some of these, you know, middle class tax relief or infrastructure, there does seem to be a desire, especially among House Democrats, to shore up the Affordable Care Act, especially in light of this ruling by a Texas judge that the act is unconstitutional. So I know there's a desire by Democrats to to see if there's anything that can be done, be done there. So we'll have to see if there's any agreement that can be reached between the House and Senate with that. Well, lots to watch on the Hill. I'd like to thank Bloomberg tax reporter Ali Versbrill for joining me today to talk about it. 
All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day. From the nation's capital, I'm Amanda Icone.